Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What is going on, Nuggets Nation? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of our Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing phenomenal on this first day of the NBA regular season here, December 23rd. Uh, it's so strange that we're starting the NBA season right around Christmas time, but uh, kind of like a Christmas present for all of Nuggets fans, all NBA fans uh, here in 2020. And obviously nothing has been normal throughout the last, uh, what is it now, 10, 9, 10 months, uh, ever since this COVID thing took over the world. But uh, here we are nonetheless. You know, if you've listened to the last few podcasts I've done, I've kind of clamored about how just it just doesn't feel right. I mean, it really just feels like the Nuggets were playing the Clippers and the Jazz in the playoffs. Like, two, you know, it feels like it was only like a month ago. But, you know, uh, and it really only was a couple of months ago. But here we are, you know, about to start a 72-game regular season. And uh, obviously last night we had a couple of games with the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets, and we saw the Lakers and Clippers go at it. And just sitting on my couch, I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, uh, the start of another trek here for our Denver Nuggets team, and I think that this is going to be a a good season for the Denver Nuggets. You know, we've talked about uh, in podcasts leading up to this one that, you know, expectations are sky high for this Denver Nuggets team. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, documenting the journey throughout the season for you guys right here on Mile High Sports. But if you guys want to follow me on social media, follow my work, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. Constantly posting there. So uh, be sure to give me a follow there, guys, because while I do cover the Nuggets, I also do a lot of uh, sports betting work, which is obviously going to get intertwined here with this podcast and always tweeting about the NFL and the Broncos and, you know, all that other good stuff as well. So give me a follow on social media at Media by AP if you want to uh, stay connected with me and, uh, you know, talk Nuggets, talk sports, uh, you know, and, and, and hear what I have to say besides this podcast. So check me out on social media there. Um, but, you know, like I said, this is uh, let's just get right on into it. This is uh, opening night here for the Denver Nuggets against the Sacramento Kings. And another reason why you should absolutely 100% subscribe to this podcast and follow me on social media and stay up to date with all the work that we've got going on at Mile High Sports is because I just got the email this morning that your boy got a credential for the next three games here to open up the season. So I'm going to be heading on down to the ball arena tonight, Christmas night, and Monday night, and I'm going to be covering these games in person, in the flesh, one of the few people that's going to be inside of this or in, inside the arenas watching these games, seeing the players up close, personal, and live with my own eyes. So be sure to follow me on social media. Stay tuned with us uh, online, milehighsports.com as well, because 
you know, there's not a lot of people that are allowed in this building right now. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be one of them and uh, thrilled when I got that email and the text messages this morning that, you know, I'm going to be allowed to cover this team with a credential here this season. So we're going to take it game by game, week by week. But uh, for the next three home games, bearing any unforeseen circumstances, your boy is going to be in the ball arena covering the Denver Nuggets uh, in person uh, four mile high sports. So just to, you know, like I've always said, we're going to make this podcast different. We're going to real add, we're going to get a lot of depth here and we're going to take it in a different direction. And, you know, whether I had a credential or not, I was going to do that, but obviously having a credential now, that's going to give me some great unprecedented access uh, that I think is going to help, you know, allow this podcast to be really different and uh, grow. So be sure to stay tuned with us. I think that's, uh, it's going to be good. Really looking forward to that guy. So I'll be heading on down to the ball arena tonight to cover this game against the Sacramento Kings. But another thing that you guys, if you've listened to the previous podcast, you you know what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to reiterate it for anyone that hasn't. Um, My podcast, I'm thinking right now, um, at least three times a week, I'm thinking I want to coordinate them with game days and whatnot moving forward. But you can expect my, you're probably listening to this right now before the game on Wednesday, December 23rd. And, and that's for a reason. So you can expect my podcast to drop before the game. We're going to preview these games. We're going to talk about what happened from the last game and how it translates to the game you know, tonight. And part of the reason I want to do that is because now that sports betting is legal and, and you know, there's just so much interest in the game beforehand. So I want to, you know, I've, I've always said I want to kind of lean into sports betting here a little bit. So we're going to preview these games. We're going to give out some picks and I have a lot of stuff that we're going to dive into. It, it's going to be a good time. Like I said, we're going to try to make you guys some money. We're going to want to keep you guys educated and we're going to, you know, we're going to help you enhance your uh, viewing experience when you're watching the Denver Nuggets, whether you're at home or, you know, hopefully in the future at a game or going to a sports bar or anything like that. But first things first, let, let's just talk about this game non-betting related. Let's just talk about the Denver Nuggets versus the Sacramento Kings, team versus team. Uh, and this is a game, in my opinion, that the Denver Nuggets should unequivocally dominate from start to finish. Um I just feel like the Denver Nuggets are a superior team in just about every facet of the game here compared to the Sacramento Kings. And that's no discredit to the Sacramento Kings. You know, I think that they have a lot of talent. Obviously, Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox, you know, two young up-and-coming guards in there. Not guard, Darren Fox is a guard, excuse me. Um, two young and up-and-coming players here in the NBA. I think Darren Fox just got a contract extension this offseason, if I remember correctly. Um, and, I, you know, they, they've got a nice head coach in Walton. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trending in the right direction, right? They got Tyrese Halliburton, who's expected to, you know, play a pretty pivotal role out of the gate for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, they're playing for another day, right? I think the Sacramento Kings, you know, maybe two, three years from now, I think you could take a look if De'Aaron Fox, Bagley, and Halliburton progress. You know, this, this is a team that maybe can make some noise in the Western Conference, that maybe can make the playoffs and maybe, you know, win a series or two. Uh, but I think right now when you're looking at the Sacramento Kings, this isn't a team that scares you if you're the Denver Nuggets. Uh, just from a pure talent perspective, Denver has the competitive advantage uh, all around the ball pretty much. I mean, Jamal Murray, you know, and this is the biggest thing with the Denver Nuggets, is they're going to get back. They're returning all five of their starters from last year. Obviously, Will Barton was not present for the Denver Nuggets playoff run. But he was uh, an essential part to the Nuggets uh, regular season before COVID had happened. And he's all locked in and ready to go, fully healthy here 
uh, for the start of the 2020-2021 season. So, you know, a lot of conversations surrounding the Denver Nuggets right now has been about some of the new faces, the roster moves, and just kind of, you know, this new feel around the team. Obviously, Torrey Craig no longer here. Jeremy Grant no longer here. Mason Plumlee's no longer here. Uh, you know, you've got guys like Jermichael Green. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have an increased role. Will Barton come back into the starting lineup? Um, Compazzo's another guy that's been talked about a lot. Um, you know, you've got uh, Zeke Naji, RJ Hampton. You know, there's a lot of new faces. I believe that there's... Oh, I, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I mean, you're, what you need to know is the Nuggets starting five is pretty much the exact it's the exact same as last year, and their bench unit, their second and third units are just going to be completely different, completely revamped, and it's going to allow for a little bit more flexibility here for the Nuggets, I believe. I really, really believe that. Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more of an emphasis on you know ball movement, um, which is, you know, it's, how do you do more ball movement when Nikola Jokic is your center, right? But I think you're going to see Denver just play a little bit of a different style of basketball. And I want to get an excerpt here from a story that my man TJ McBride wrote because I think he summed it up perfectly. So here's an excerpt from the story that TJ wrote. He says, The last aspect that will allow the Nuggets to win a lot of regular season games is the potential of their offense. In their final two preseason games, Denver showcased their newly implemented offensive philosophies, which are playing faster, shooting more threes, and replacing tough mid-range jump shots with more buckets in the paint. So you're just seeing a little bit of a revolutionized Nuggets offense, and we saw that on display here throughout the first handful of preseason games, especially down the stretch against with those games against Portland, where Denver was really able to score, you know, with ease here. And I think the Nuggets just have such an abundance of talent on both, you know, on offense. You know, and there's there's scores on their first, there's everyone on the first unit to score. The second unit is abundant with scores. And obviously the third unit can hold their own and when they're rotated in and out and whatnot. And that's why I think when it pertains to tonight's game against the Sacramento Kings, I think, you know, Denver has a clear-cut distinct advantage uh, in the scoring department. And, and while Sacramento can play decent defense, you know, they're not going to be overwhelming. They're not going to suffocate Denver defensively. So I fully anticipate that the Nuggets will be able to uh, buckle down and, and, you know, put forth a really nice, strong start here in the first game of the season and, and take care of a Sacramento Kings team that, quite frankly, is not going to make the playoffs this year, you know, bearing anything absolutely wild and you know at the end of the day we're looking at it I look at it as you know the Denver Nuggets are a team that at worst at worst are probably going to be the sixth seed and if they end up as the sixth seed that is like what the hell happened you know this is a team that is real like that realistically should finish within the top four you know we're talking about a team of the Denver Nuggets that you know no one's no one's going to beat the Lakers you know and the Clippers are going to be pretty hard to beat as well during the regular season so I think you look at Denver sliding in there as the potential number three seed or the four seed uh you know just depending on how the regular season goes but you know I I think that this is a great first game for Denver to get off to a strong start and then they're going to have a real test here on Christmas night against the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. And obviously, we all know the history that the Nuggets and Clippers have dating back to uh, last year's postseason in the Orlando bubble. So that's going to be an exciting game. But that's my only concern with the Nuggets is I'm slightly worried that maybe they're looking past, you know, Sacramento. I mean, I don't think they are. I mean, you know, right, these guys are professionals. But I mean, if you're looking for a loophole in their thought processor or maybe a reason to justify why Sacramento might be able to pull off a win or why the Nuggets won't be able to, um, you know, beat the Kings, I think it's because maybe... Short and off season, yes, but also, you know, they've got this game against the Clippers coming up on, what is it, Friday? Today's when? What's today, Wednesday? Yeah, my gosh, my days are all screwed up. Um, you know, maybe the Nuggets are looking, I think as long as the Nuggets are, you know, narrow their focus 
and focus on this game against the Kings, take care of business, and then transition their efforts to the game against the Clippers, I think they'll be just fine. I think maybe the Nuggets get off to a slow start, or maybe they're a little bit sluggish because you know they, they think the Kings are a subpar team, they think it should be an easy win, and they're focusing and looking ahead towards the Clippers. You know, Maybe that's how the Kings can catch Denver off guard, but I just really don't see that happening. I mean, Denver just looks so damn good throughout the preseason. And they did just a lot. I mean, the ball movement looks good. It just looks like they've they picked up right where they left off. And obviously, they ran into a tough team in the Los Angeles Clipper or the Los Angeles Lakers there at the end of the postseason last year. But I mean, the Nuggets on any given night, you know, when they're playing their best basketball and obviously now having a little bit of time to rest, you know, they can beat anybody on any given night. And they they showed that in the preseason. You know, the offense is just looking real, real fluid. Nikola Jokic looks extra motivated, having done some reading as well. Um, and, and, you know, just listening to their podcast and just staying up to date with all the Nuggets information that's coming out, you know, that's the one thing that I'm seeing as a constant is that Nikola Jokic appears to be locked in, dialed in. Physically, he looks very healthy. Jamal Murray, the same thing. The game, you know, the, the interesting thing is with Jamal Murray, we saw in the bubble a different version of Jamal Murray. The, the Jamal Murray that we saw in the bubble was not the Jamal Murray that we had seen in the regular season. We saw, it, before the bubble, we saw this these flashes of greatness. These flashes of the ability to slow down the game and slow down the tempo when needed and the increased court vision and the pro, and, and court awareness and, and solid shot selection and even the ability to make some egregious shots when you're double teamed. And we saw him take the best of his abilities in the regular season and just kind of put that all out there during the bubble. I mean... I would 90% of the games Jamal Murray played and he was not just good but great. You know, there was a couple of games where he was, you know, a little bit irrelevant or he struggled and obviously he was beaten up himself with injuries. But you look at the how Nikola Jokic has progressed, you know, over the last 2 or 3 years. You know, Jamal Murray, he's what 23 years old. You know, he's really just now starting to come into his own as a basketball player, as a professional basketball player. And you know, having talked with some media members and just talking with people that cover basketball for a long long time, you know, there's always the old saying, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, that's especially true for point guards in the NBA. Point guards in the NBA. I mean, look at someone like Mike Conley. You know, Mike Conley wasn't the best shooter, wasn't the best point guard in the NBA, or you know, wasn't a high caliber All Star playing guard. You know, until five, six, seven seasons into his career. You know, sometimes it takes these guys, especially the guards, just like quarterbacks. You know, just like quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think you can kind of compare it to Drew Locke. Obviously, Jamal Murray has had much more success in the early stages of his career compared to Drew Locke, but you know, for a quarterback in the NFL, it takes a minute sometimes to settle into a groove. It takes a minute to adjust to NFL defenses and blitz and different packages. And the same thing can be said for NBA guards. It takes a minute to adjust to, you know, the new three-point line. It takes a minute to adjust to the new shot clock, you know, to slow down and adjust to the tempo, the difference in tempo in the NBA game compared to the high school game and the college level. And I think you're seeing somebody like Jamal Murray right now really coming into his own uh, as a scorer, but truthfully as a leader, you know, on this Denver Nuggets team. And, and the Nuggets have an interesting power dynamic at the top with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray as their two best players. Jokic is their best player by far, but he doesn't have that, you know, he, he Jokic provides a cool, calm, and collective type atmosphere on the court. You know, you don't get a lot, you get intensity out of Jokic, but, you know, Jamal Murray, in my opinion, is the one who really takes things up a notch. You know, whenever I watch the Nuggets with Jamal Murray on the court, when he has the ball in his hands, it just it just feels different. It feels more intense. Obviously, Jokic has that ability as well, but it just feel like 
Jamal Murray is the you know Jokic provides the talent, and then Jamal you know feeds off that talent and provides the you know the knockout punch and, and you know provides that extra tenacity and that extra you know just oomph that the team needs you know that the Nuggets need. And I think you're going to see here you know early on in the year, hopefully this duo continues to blossom you know, and I think just. I don't know how this all. I don't know how I got to this point. You know, if I'm being truthfully honest, I, I think it just it, it's 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 a testament to just how good I think this team can be and why they should be able to beat the Sacramento Kings tonight. You know, it's just everything I just said about Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. The Kings don't have that. You know, and the Nuggets are going to be this top team in the Western Conference. We all think. And they should be able to kind of run away with it tonight, hopefully. And really just, you know, you want to see Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. You want to see them pick up where they left off from the bubble. That's what you want to see tonight if you're a Denver Nugget fan. And you want to see them put forth a solid and complete effort against the Sacramento Kings. And hopefully, uh, you know, establish a big enough lead that you can get some of the second unit in there. Get them some run and, and, you know, see what you got. And you're off to the races here. You know, a 72-game regular season is obviously 10 games shorter than an an 82-game regular season. So, uh, you know, you're hoping for a fast and furious start here if you're a fan of the Denver Nuggets. So, um, you know, I'm expecting a win from Denver tonight. But uh, that leads us to the betting perspective. Let's take a look at that because this is where the fun happens, right? And, look, I love watching the Nuggets for what it is. But, you know, doing the betting thing, especially now that it's 100% legal in Colorado, you know, it certainly takes up the viewing experience up a little bit. And let's take a look at this game here tonight from a betting perspective. So I just told you why I think Denver's going to be able to win this game, simply based off the fact that they're just a much better team all the way around. And, you know, the lines are indicative of that. We have Denver here as the minus 8.5 point favorite at the moment um, against the Sacramento Kings. So for those of you that aren't familiar with sports betting, if you don't know how to do sports betting, if you have no idea what I just said, uh, so if you want to take action on the Denver Nuggets tonight and you want to take action on the spread, um, Denver is minus eight and a half. So if you want to bet on Denver minus eight and a half, in order for your bet to cash, meaning in order for your bet to make money, the Denver Nuggets will need will have to beat the Sacramento Kings by more than eight and a half points. So essentially, Denver needs to win by nine or more points in order for you know your your bet to win. So Denver can win one ten to one hundred, boom, your your bet cashes. If Denver wins one ten to one hundred two, you lose. So you know it, it's betting on the margin of victory here when you're betting on the favorite, that being the Denver Nuggets tonight. So Denver favored at minus eight and a half. So if you don't think that Denver can win by more than not, you know more than eight and a half nine points, then maybe you consider taking the Sacramento Kings. You know if you think that this is going to be a close game that's maybe decided by a possession or two, you know you you lean with the Sacramento Kings. Personally speaking, I'm big on the Denver Nuggets tonight minus eight and a half, and I'm gonna go ahead and put my money where my mouth is, and I'm gonna place. I'm, I'm pulling up my phone right now. I'm gonna put my. Uh, we'll we'll do it all uh, live here, and the reason that I want to do this is because I'm gonna keep a running tally of my bets and my tracking and all that this season, and I want you guys to do it with me. So you know, now that sports betting is 100% legal in Colorado. You guys can get signed up with a sports book. You guys can start betting, and there's some great deposit bonuses out there. So I mean, you know, there's there's a gazillion sports books out there. So whichever one you choose, you're going to be able to turn 25 or 50 bucks into probably 100 or 150. You know, depending on where you place your bets. So if anybody's interested in getting in on the action, um, 
if you haven't signed up with a sports book or if you're looking for a sports book, be sure to DM me on social media at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. I can for sure get you guys hooked up with some of the best local sports books in town. Uh, I've tried out just about every sports book under the sun, and I have a few different ones uh, that I like for different reasons. And there's some that are better for different sports. Some some books are better for basketball. Some are better for football, baseball, all that good stuff. So be sure to DM me on Instagram and Twitter at Media by AP if you guys want to get signed up and get in on this action. So you know if you're my goal here is I want this to become a routine. You know of, of if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, I want you to start listening to this podcast before the games. You want to hear my take. You know you want to hear you know what I might be leaning with the bets and whatnot. And you know we're gonna watch this team together and hopefully make a little bit of money and have some fun along the way. So again, on social media at Media by AP, if you guys want to get involved with this, if you guys want to get your uh, if you want to get your head in the game, get some skin in the game with the betting stuff, hit me up there. DM me. My DMs are open, guys. At Media by AP. So uh, what I'm gonna do here, every podcast that I'm doing here pregame, I'm gonna make a pick against the spread. I'm gonna go with the over under as well. I'll make a pick there, and I'm gonna do one prop that I like per night. So. Uh, you know, we'll try to cover all all ends of the spectrum here. So, looking at the spread bet, I really like Denver tonight minus eight and a half. And I actually just got a text from my buddy that I guess is dropping out to minus seven and a half, depending on where you place your bets. And it, it just, you know, if you listen before I talked about betting, I was talking about why I think Denver should dominate this game. I don't think that this should be a close game. Denver has superior talent. They have the superior players, better coaching. It's a home game, altitude. All the factors are on the side of the Denver Nuggets right now, in my personal opinion. Uh, I know historically, Coach Michael Malone has struggled uh, when coaching against his former team in the Sacramento Kings, but recently, Denver, you know, they, you know, you can't, Malone's been the Nuggets coach for what, five, six years now? I mean, the first few years was this team growing, this team blossoming. You know, the Nuggets era, the golden era of Nuggets basketball really started this last year when they made this run to the Western Conference Finals. And, and we saw last year the Denver Nuggets just absolutely dominated the Sacramento Kings in the regular season. Uh, they won four of the last five meetings. Uh, they won four or five meetings, uh, head-to-head matchups last year, the Nuggets did. And uh, with the one loss last year came in an overtime victory for the Sacramento Kings. So, you know, Denver was an overtime away from sweeping the Kings last year in five games. And, uh, you know, there is something to be said, though. Uh, So while the Nuggets did manage to win outright in four of the five games, the Kings covered the spread in three of those five games. So, uh, you know, while Denver has been the outright winner, uh, you know, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, but, you know, I'm assuming that these lines were probably similar to what we have here tonight. You know, minus six, seven, minus eight, maybe a little bit more. Uh, depending on the injuries and whatnot when these games were happening and occurring. Uh, but, you know, Sacramento, you know, in the five games last year, although they managed to win one, they did cover the spread in three of those five games. So you would have won some money if you bet on the Sacramento Kings last year. Uh, looking at the over-under as well, um, the over is cast in Denver's last four meetings between these two teams, or the over is cast in Denver, um, in the last four meetings in Denver. Excuse me, that came off weird. Um, so the last four meetings that these two between these two teams, the over is cast when it's been in Denver. Uh, so keep that in mind as well. But against the spread, I'm going to rock with Denver minus eight and a half here today. I'm, allow, I'm writing it down right now because I'm going to keep my tally. I'm going to build an Excel sheet. Uh, so I'm going with Denver minus eight and a half against the spread. And looking at the over under total of 225 and a half. It's a steep number. You know, it's uh, it's a bigger number for a team, you know, for two teams that I think uh, have good offense, but, you know, contend to go 
you know, we could see the well go dry a little bit at times, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with the over here as well. I think that uh, just with it being, excuse me, I had a weird hiccup thing there. That probably sounds really weird when you're listening to it, um, but I like the over here because I, you know, I think that these two teams are gonna feel each other out in the early going. You know, just watching the Brooklyn game last night, even though the under hit in that game, uh, but that that total was set at like two thirty something. Um, just the way KD and Kyrie were come out and they scored like thirty points in the first quarter. I just think that you might see it's going to take these teams a minute to get acclimated. It's going to take these teams a minute to get adjusted. And I think you're just going to see a little bit of a, of a high-scoring game. And both of these teams love to shoot three-pointers as well. You know, and as I was talking about, the Nuggets have a little bit of a revamped offense here this season as well. Uh, they want to prove a point. I, I'm, I'm just expecting a high-scoring game. Obviously, defense, uh, you know, especially early on in the season, seems to be a little bit less of an emphasis, especially as these teams are, you know, just trying to get a feel for what's going on. So, I'm going to rock with the over here as well at 225.5. So I'm on Denver minus 8.5, and, and we'll go with Denver over 225.5 uh, for this game right now. Now let's take a look at some prop bets. And I'm probably going to circle in on a gym, something with the scoring for the Nuggets here. Oh, if my phone doesn't want to die, that would suck, wouldn't it? Um, and the beauty of prop bets is... So I, I actually didn't even explain the total. So if those of you that don't, I, I gotta stop thinking that like everyone that's listening to this podcast knows sports betting. Um, so I explained, you know, the pick against the spread. That's kind of the margin of victory if you're betting on the favorite or if you're betting on the under uh, or the underdog. The over under total at two twenty five and a half is the total. You're betting on the total points scored combined between both teams over the course of the game, uh, not just the first four quarters. That includes the full regulation. So if the game goes to overtime, that continues. Um, you know, unless there's anything written in the fine print that says it's, it's strictly a regulation, um, you know, bet or something like that. But that, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, so I bet on the over 225. Two, I, I think that both of these teams, the Nuggets and Clippers, are going to score over 225 points combined. Uh, so that's what I was rocking with right there. But, um, you know, like I said, I just think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I think that's why you have to circle in on Jamal Murray here. You know, there's you just he was so effective for this Nuggets team in the bubble. And I just can't wait to see how he comes out here tonight uh, in the first game of the season, a little bit, another year older with a lot to prove. I think uh, you're going to see a revamped Jamal Murray this season. I think it's going to start tonight against a team in the uh, in the Sacramento Kings that, you know, maybe aren't as strong as some of the other teams out there. Or maybe, you know, they're not going to be able to lock down Jamal Murray, in my personal opinion. Um you know, so let's. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right here. Excuse me, I, uh, I'm dropping the ball. I'm trying to figure out what his point total is because I'm probably going to slam the over. I'm going to just do it on my laptop real quick. Hold on. Boom, boom, boom. Jamal Murray over. Where are you? Scroll it down. Oh, this is, let's see. Of course, I got to go all the way to the bottom. Here it is. More bets. Yeah, and I am seeing Denver minus seven and a half now. So look at that. It's uh, obviously some money coming in on the Sacramento Kings here. So Denver uh, now the seven and a half point favorite as opposed to the eight and a half point favorite. And excuse me, just bear with me here one second, folks. More bets. Here we go. Here we go. 
This is the one, folks. Jamal Murray over two and a half three-pointers. That's what we're rocking with here tonight at minus 124. So a little bit of juice you're going to have to give up there. But I think that Jamal Murray over two and a half three-pointers is a nice play tonight. So that's going to be my prop play of the day, I think, uh, for this game with the opening game against the Sacramento Kings. The perimeter, like I said, the Sacramento Kings, respectable team. You know, there's going to be lapses in their defense. They're a young, up-and-coming team. And I think somebody like Jamal Murray, who's a proven scorer, somebody that, you know, has has shown an ability to be able to score at will, you know, flip the switch whenever he needs to for the most part, I think, uh, you know, you're going to see Jamal Murray really leave an imprint on this game tonight. And I think uh, over two and a half threes is a good play there for Jamal Murray. So that's my play. Let's run it back here with the bets for tonight's game. Uh, I've got Amin on Denver minus eight and a half or minus, you can get it at minus seven and a half. So go get that now if you can, but I'll rock with minus eight and a half since that's what I said. I'll go with the over at 225 and a half and we'll go with Jamal Murray over two and a half threes at minus 124. So that's my uh, little betting spiel for this game. Should be a fun game. Looking forward to it. Um, with uh, Jamal Murray and the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, all that good stuff getting loaded, locked and loaded here tonight against the Sacramento Kings. So that's my little preview. Again, if you guys want to get signed up with the sports bets, if you guys want to get in on the action, be sure to DM me on social media, at media by AP on Twitter and Instagram. But uh, l- let's finish here and let's talk about the James Harden rumors because they have to be addressed. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of posts on social media about, you know, the Nuggets linked to James Harden and oh my gosh is Denver going to trade Jamal Murray for James Harden and no why would we ever do that yada 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 uh so here's what I can say here's what I know there's no the the Houston Rockets are simply doing their due diligence right now when it pertains to a trade on James Harden um James Harden has not made life easy for the Houston Rockets and while I was recording this podcast I see that John Wall and Boogie Cousins might be out of the game tonight for the Rockets due to COVID situations. And obviously there's been uh, news here lately about James Harden, and I guess he was at a a strip club maskless, and now he's questionable, and I guess he threw a ball at the player's head or something in a practice, and just not not a lot's going right down there in Houston for James Harden and the team. Uh, So naturally there's been... You know, a lot of trade chatter about James Harden. Where could he end up? You know, the uh, Brooklyn Nets seem to be a team that he really wants to play for. Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I saw that Miami pulled out of that, uh, pulled out of the sweepstakes uh, earlier this week. And Denver is a team that came up in a report from ESPN's Brian Windhorst. And, you know, if you uh, follow the NBA, if you watch ESPN, you probably know who Brian Windhorst is. He's one of the uh, high, most highly respected uh, NBA reporters that there is in today's day and age. And at the bottom of his paragraph, or at the bottom of his story, um, for uh, talking about James Harden and the trade and everything, he uh, linked the Denver Nuggets to. Uh, to um, to Harden, they basically said the uh, the Rockets and Nuggets have had some sort of communication, and that uh, you know that there's been you know th- there's you, you can't just there's speculation, but I mean that there's been some sort of formal conversation or you know some sort of nudge nudge. Hey, are you interested in doing this? So you know, does that mean that this trade is going to happen? Absolutely not. I think that the Nuggets of every team that I just listed, whether it's the Nets or the Suns or um, you know the Heat, I think the Nuggets are at the bottom of the list when it comes to potential trade candidates. For James Harden, I just don't see the Nuggets front office wanting to give up the type of capital that it's going to take to bring in a player like James Harden. And, and the overarching issue with a player like James Harden when it pertains to the Nuggets system, 
um, you know, not it isn't even the fact that he's a ball dominant player, and, and you know the offense runs through Nikola Jokic. So it's like how how is how is the Nuggets' offense expected to function with two ball dominant players in the in, in, you know in, in James Harden and Nikola Jokic? The big issue with James Harden is, to me, it makes no sense for Denver to trade for James Harden if Jamal Murray is still on this team. So basically, what I'm getting at is, if you're going to trade for James Harden, you might as well trade Jamal Murray. And at this point, would you want to trade away Jamal Murray? Absolutely not. And the reason I say that is, could you imagine James Harden and Jamal Murray trying to run the floor together? It just makes no sense. I mean, you know, I don't think James Harden's passing the ball to Jamal Murray. I don't think Jamal Murray wants to play with somebody like James Harden because of that. I don't think Nikola Jokic wants to play with somebody like James Harden either. You know, I just don't think that's happening. And so that's how I kind of look at it. And so then it's like, okay, so... Let's just say that the Denver front office, for whatever reason, thinks it's a good idea to pair James Harden with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. So what's the package look like? It's going to include Michael Porter Jr. It's going to include Gary Harris. And it's probably going to include Bull Bull and probably a couple of picks as well. And at the end of the day, I think if you're a fan of the Nuggets and if you're the Nuggets front office, and I think that the Nuggets front office very much realizes this because I know for a fact that they've turned down deals in the past to acquire you know high caliber players and high profile players. The Nuggets window is not this year. The Nuggets window is not next year. You know, as I said 10, 15 minutes ago, Jamal Murray is, what, 23 years old? Nicole Jokic is, what, 26, 27? They still have, like, their apex is still two, three years, four years away. You know, their best days are still very, very much in front of them. And and let's be honest, who's beating the Los Angeles Lakers this year? Who's beating the Lakers this year? You know, unless LeBron James or Anthony Davis goes down with a catastrophic knee injury or a hip injury or just something that where it's one of those just awful injuries that it takes months and months and years to come back from fully. I just don't see the Denver Nuggets winning a championship this year or probably even next. You know, LeBron James has his grip, you know, tightened around the Western Conference. And the Clippers aren't going to, you know, the the fact that the Nuggets beat the Clippers in that series was, you know, a borderline miracle. And I'm not sure it's going to happen again in a seven-game series. You know, and and so, you know, you got to take that to mind as well is, you know, Nikola Jokic, when I, I think the Nuggets are going to be at their best, they're going to have their best chance to win a championship when, when Jamal Murray's in his mid-20s and Nikola Jokic is in his, you know, late 20s, early 30s. You know, that's the reality of the situation. And that reasoning alone is why you do not trade for James Harden, who is, what, 30, 31 years old. Because if you trade for James Harden right now, although I think he is an elite-level player that can take this Nuggets team to the next level, I don't think you're getting past the Los Angeles Lakers or the Los Angeles Clippers at this point in time. And, and, and consistently, and I don't think it's worth mortgaging your future, one that I think you could truly, you know, which could be an era of dominance for this Nuggets team, to trade for a player that, you know, you could maybe have, you have a one, two, maybe three year window for if you can get him to resign, which doesn't seem likely. So he doesn't seem like he wants to play here. So the James Harden, Denver Nuggets situation to me just doesn't seem like it makes sense. It really doesn't. Why would you want to give up Michael Porter Jr.? Why would you want to give up Bull Bull? Why would you want to give up future draft capital for somebody that is, while he he's a dominant player while he's one of the best scorers that we've seen in the last decade why would you want that type of a player to come into your locker room and disrupt everything that you've built as a franchise over the last three four five years it makes absolutely no sense for me if i'm a denver nugget fan if i'm the denver nugget front office and because of that as good as james harden is i think you uh you tip your cap and you say thanks but no thanks uh you know if you can get him for pennies on the dollar you know then i think you can maybe live with it right but mortgaging your future giving up not just assets, but big assets and somebody like Michael Porter Jr. and first-round draft picks, Gary Harris, starting caliber players, to me does not make sense unless Jamal Murray were to leave in free agency or if Nicole Yekos were to leave in free agency or something catastrophic were to happen. The Nuggets are in a great place right now, and I think they need to keep on keeping on with what they've got, continue to grow internally, and 
you know, I think Michael Porter Jr., I, I've continued, I've said it for years. I think he can be the, quote, free agent addition or the trade asset that this Nuggets team needs to take him over the top. And it's going to come internally. He is the stretch three, stretch four type player. He's the guy that, uh, you know, he plays the position and he is effective where the Nuggets need him to be, where they lack in the past. So I think, you know, if you're the Denver Nuggets, uh, you are looking to continue to build internally, and I don't think you mortgage a future for a player like James Harden, despite the fact that he is a top five player in today's game. So uh, it is what it is there. But uh, that's my two cents on the James Harden situation. But let's put a bow on it there, guys. I want to thank you so, so much for listening to the latest installment of our Denver Nuggets podcast right here on Mile High Sports. Like I said, we're using the rest of 2020 as a little bit of a guinea pig. So uh, come 2021, we're going to have, uh, it's going to be much more formal. We're going to have, you know, segment breaks audio it's going to be a lot more formal and structured so uh, thank you guys for listening to this podcast but i just want to let you guys know you can expect better quality better content and all that good stuff moving forward from me and from mile high sports again if you guys want to follow me on social media you can do so at media by ap on instagram and twitter i'll be at the denver nuggets game tonight as well and if you want to get involved with the sports betting stuff again social media at media by ap feel free to give me a dm there and we'll get you signed up with some of the best sports books here in the state guys but Thank you guys so much. Again, looking forward to uh, being back here on Christmas Day with the podcast. I know it is Christmas Day, but hey, we got a Nuggets game, which means uh, we got to cover it. We've got to talk about it from a betting perspective and uh, add a little bit of holiday cheer to your mix. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple of days with the next podcast. But uh, go Nuggets and uh, you know, hopefully the start of a damn good season for the hometown team. We'll talk to you guys later. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.